Welcome to Two Peds in a Pod, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Rostein. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we are both pediatricians from UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. And that leads us to today's question. Hi, you've reached Two Peds in a Pod. Leave your question about your child's health at the beep. Hi, my name is Laurel and I'm from Sacramento. I have an eight-year-old son who eats meat. I told him that when I was young, I grew up vegetarian. And he's asked me what it was like when I grew up, wondering if it was healthy for me, were there any concerns health-wise, wondering how I would go about answering him. Any suggestions how to go about this? That's an interesting question from Laurel, because for a variety of reasons, kids decide that they want to be on some sort of restricted diet, and then parents have concerns about that. Yeah, well, it's a form of self-expression for one. Kids are figuring out how what they eat relates to the rest of the world, so it's constantly changing. And it's an interesting topic for me because I'm a vegetarian. I know you are. And I have tried every diet under the sun. Vegetarian, pescatarian, carb-free, Whole30, some diet where I mixed some lemon juice and cayenne pepper. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But usually I don't do them for more than a week. I'm very inconsistent. So it's an interesting topic for sure. Uh But this podcast isn't about us, right? (laughs) Right. Right. So let's talk about children. Let's talk about children. How common do you think it is for a child to be a vegetarian? I don't think it's very common. It must be less than 5% of kids. You're right. It's difficult to get an accurate number on this, um, but last time it was looked at, there was 3% of 8 to 18-year-olds identified with being a vegetarian. But that's a survey that's 10 years old, and I feel like this is an increasingly popular trend. Are there groups of children where being a vegetarian is more common? Yep, it's definitely more common in older children, especially teenagers. And for some reason, girls tend to be vegetarians more than boys. Okay, and why... Why are children vegetarians? Do they decide all on their own or do their parents force them to be vegetarians? It's different. So some parents are raised vegetarian and so they raise their kids as vegetarian. So that makes sense. It's kind of like religion that the parents choose right from the start. (laughs) Yep. But let's not get off topic. Although there are some religions that are vegetarian and so kids may be more likely to (laughs) be vegetarian if they're in that religion. (laughs) Okay. Well, sorry about that. (laughs) But some children decide on their own to be vegetarians. And why do they choose this? Sometimes they think it's more ethical or moral, like maybe they love animals and so they can't even think about killing an animal and eating them. Or maybe they're doing it more for environmental reasons. For the environment? How is being a vegetarian good for the environment? We're not talking about pollution or climate change, just food, right? Right, just food. But actually, livestock accounts for 80% of agricultural emissions and 20 to 50% of our global greenhouse gas emissions. Wow, that's a lot. So maybe if more kids and adults became vegetarian, it would be good for the environment? Maybe, but it is a little bit more complicated like that. Because if we removed animals from our diets, it would only result in about a 30% decrease in this greenhouse gas emissions because the animal products would have to be replaced by alternative manufacturing and processing. Right. It seems like nothing straightforward anymore. It's all so complicated. <laughs> yep. But let's not get off topic again. Okay. Religion and the environment, but we're going to go talk about vegetarians. So why? Uh, what are some other reasons that kids choose to be vegetarians? Well, especially when they're in pre-adolescence or teenagers, they may be trying to differentiate themselves from their peers or from their parents. 
some from their parents. It's like everything their parents do is like wrong. And so even the food that they cook and eat is disgusting. <laughs> yep. Something like that. So I imagine that, that this can then create tension in the family. Yep. That definitely could. Parents are often concerned that since a vegetarian diet is restricted, that their child may not grow up to develop and grow normally. But vegetarian children will still have a normal appetite and hunger drive, right? Yeah, but that's not really the point. Okay, what am I missing? I could go on all day about what you're missing, but in the interest of time, I'll stick with the topic at hand. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the point is that a vegetarian diet is restrictive, so we re- should talk about some of the key nutrients that vegetarians may be missing from their diet. I get it. So no meat, so less protein. And what may be the consequences of getting less protein? Well, protein is important for muscle, so maybe they won't be as strong. And? And I don't know what. Think about it. What is one of the key ways that children are different from adults? They're younger. (laughs) They're younger and? And um, they're growing. Yeah, children are growing. So if they're growing, they need nutrients that will help them grow. Okay. And so if they don't get those nutrients, then they might not grow as well. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, But they can make it up by eating non-meat protein sources, right? Yeah. So let's talk about protein first. You're right. A meatless diet may be protein deficient. But let me ask you, what would you replace the protein that we get from meat in with a vegetarian diet? Well, for example, cheese. They could eat a lot of cheese, like grilled cheese or pizza or mac and cheese or cheese sticks. And now I'm getting kind of hungry. (laughs) We're talking about all this. Well, let's talk about this because cheese is high in saturated fat, which is unhealthy. So we don't want them just eating cheese. Okay. So cheese in moderation. Exactly. Okay. So how can vegetarians get enough protein when they're eating cheese in moderation? Can you name another non-meat protein source? Um, eggs. All right. Yes. How about something that's not dairy? So plant-based. Yep. Well, I think the classic one is like tofu, right? Yep. Tofu, tempeh, also beans and legumes. And legumes? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a funny name, right? But do you know what a legume is, right? Well, I have to confess, I always get this kind of stuff mixed up. <laughs> They're beans, like chickpeas, kidney beans, navy beans, soybeans. Plus green beans, peas, lentils, and peanuts. So that's a lot of choices. Yeah, there are a lot of choices of legumes. And what are some other good sources of protein? Grains have protein as well, but they only have about half the amount of proteins as legumes. Okay, so not as concentrated, but what kind of grains? Well, rice, especially brown rice, quinoa, barley are the more common grains available. And whole grains have more protein than processed grains. And oats also, right? Yes. So just to make things a little bit more complicated, not all protein sources are created equal. What do you mean? Well, let's talk about what the building blocks of proteins are. Wait, wait, I, I know that one because... <laughs> you better. <laughs> I remember that from, I think, first year of medical school. Proteins are made up from amino acids, right? Yep, that's right. So different sources of protein contain different amino acids, but we need all amino acids in order to make our proteins. If somebody's vegetarian or even vegan, so they're not eating like dairy sources, so they're getting protein only from one source, like from grains or legumes, then they might be deficient in some amino acids. Exactly. So what are some good combinations of protein sources? So you want to combine complementary proteins. So something like peanut butter and a whole grain bread would be good, Mm -hmm. or hummus and whole grain crackers, or tofu and brown rice. Okay. So what other nutrients may vegetarians miss out on? Calcium is a really big one. So calcium. So that's important for growing kids. It's important for their bones, right? 
Yep. If children don't get enough calcium, it puts them at risk for osteoporosis, which is like weak bones that are prone to fracture later in their adult life. So adolescence is an important time for bone formation, right? Yeah. Half of our bone is formed during our teenage years. So how can we make sure that vegetarians get enough calcium? Well, they need to eat foods that are rich in calcium. So some of those would be dairy, which is, I think, the one that we commonly think Mm -hmm. about, like milks and cheeses. Right. But also broccoli, leafy greens, and most soy and orange juice has calcium as well. Because it's fortified? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What about um, omega-3 fatty acids? Those are important for brain development and preventing heart disease like atherosclerosis, right? Exactly. And non-vegetarians get these omega-3s mostly from fish. Okay. So how can vegetarians make sure they get enough omega-3s? Well, omega-3s are present in dark green leafy vegetables like spinach, chard, and kale. Okay. kids' favorite food. (laughs) Right. I'm just thinking these (laughs) foods that are not going to be very popular among kids. Yeah, you are right about that. So other sources that there are some omega-3s in are tofu, nuts, flax, or chia seeds, But we can also get supplemental oils or supplements of Mm omega-3s. I've also heard that walnut and canola oil are also good sources of omega-3s. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to another nutrient, iron. And that may be missed in a vegetarian diet, right? Yeah, you're on a roll. I can tell that you have a little bit of experience with vegetarian (laughs) diets. (laughs) So iron deficiency can lead to anemia. And this can have really important health impacts because kids that have been shown to be anemic Um, have problems with intellectual development at times. Well, that's not good, and that can have permanent effects. So anemia can also cause low energy too, right? Yeah, it can cause low energy. And you're a vegetarian. How do you get enough iron? Well, I'm told that the best way is to eat um, legumes, the same thing we talked about with protein intake, plus nuts, spinach, and dried fruit. Plus, some grains are iron-fortified, and cereals and oatmeals may be iron-fortified also. That's right. And you can increase your iron absorption through the gut by combining these foods with something that's high in vitamin C. So vitamin C acts to help absorb iron. So things like potatoes, bell peppers, and orange juice are high in vitamin C. Exactly. But you said that earlier that those are the best way Uh to get iron. So what are you trying to say? Well, I am a vegetarian, but I do confess to um, not having the healthiest diet. So to make sure I get enough iron, I actually take a vegetarian iron supplement. Oh, well, I'm glad you're at least taking care of yourself. And I hope that when you take that iron supplement, you take it with some vitamin C. But you don't take it with a high calcium meal, right? Why are you asking about calcium? Because calcium actually does the opposite. So while vitamin C may help absorb iron, calcium blocks the absorption of iron. So you should not be taking calcium at the same time as your iron. Well, that's a good tip, but this is getting (laughs) kind of complicated. (laughs) I also want to mention another important vitamin for vegetarians. What's that? Vitamin B12. B12. So that's important for nerves and also important for blood cell formation. So important to prevent anemia, right? Correct. And it can be a real challenge for vegetarians to get enough B12 in their diet. What foods contain B12? It's only naturally found in animal products and meat. So that's why it's really hard for vegetarians. So vegetarians who don't eat meat, um, what does that leave? Well, there are some dairy products and eggs that will have vitamin B12. And what about vegetarians who are vegans? They don't eat dairy or eggs. Is B12 in any other foods? Some foods are fortified with vitamin B12, like breakfast cereals and soy milk, but vegans would need to pay attention to make sure that these are fortified with B12. 
So if a vegetarian might not get enough B12 from their diet, where can they get B12 from? Most multivitamins that you would take do contain some B12, but you could also get a separate vitamin B12 supplement. And are some multivitamins better than others? They are. That's a whole topic in itself, too. But you would want to look for a complete multivitamin that contains iron and calcium, um, because not all multivitamins do. Okay, a complete multivitamin. And are there any other nutrients that we should discuss? Yeah, there are tons of important nutrients. Well, some of the big ones are zinc and folate, but those are actually things that are found in plant-based foods. And so vegetarians are going to get a lot of that. Okay, so we've talked about the risks of a vegetarian diet. Right. The risks of having inadequate nutritional intake due to a restricted diet and the effects of these potential deficiencies. But what about the benefits? I tend to think of vegetarians as healthier. You're right. Many people choose to be vegetarian for just this reason, to be healthier. So how is a vegetarian diet healthier? Well, it's generally lower in fat, so vegetarians are less likely to be obese or at risk of complications with obesity like metabolic syndromes, high blood pressure, diabetes. Well, that's pretty important and compelling. Yeah, but some vegetarians like yourself just fill up on pasta and pizza and cheese all the time. Right, I try to be the world's unhealthiest vegetarian. (laughs) So we need to make sure that vegetarians, in addition to like pizza and pasta and grilled cheese and stuff like that, that they make sure they get enough fruits and vegetables too. Exactly. So if they are a great vegetarian where they're getting that balanced diet of legumes and fruits and vegetables and grains, they also have a decreased risk of heart disease and it can be protective against developing cancer down the line. Wow. So if they do pay attention to having a balanced diet, what about their growth? Do they grow normally? Yeah. One study actually showed that vegetarians were on average one inch taller than non-vegetarians. Wow. It sounds like parents should be encouraging their kids to be vegetarians. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they could try, but you know, kids, they're stubborn and they may be very oppositional to this and then it could backfire big time on the parents. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So parents that may want to consider being a vegetarian themselves or just modifying their diet to include some of these healthy beans and grains and fruits and vegetables like we talked about earlier. It's just beneficial for your overall health. Right. And then they'd also be role models for their children. Exactly. So we've talked a lot about vegetarians, but it's important to mention that there are many different types of vegetarianism out there. Right. Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about that, like vegan, but not eating meat is vegetarian. So it's not more complicated than that, is it? (laughs) Well, there are vegetarians. They don't eat meat, like you said, but they do eat things like milk, cheese, eggs. Uh huh. They're called lacto-ovo vegetarians. So lacto for dairy, ovo for eggs. Okay. And some don't eat eggs, but they do eat milk and milk products like cheese. So then these would be lacto-vegetarians, right? Yep. Okay, what else? Some are vegans, like we mentioned earlier. Right, so that's no meat, no milk, no eggs, no animal products whatsoever, right? Yep, and no honey. But honey doesn't have any animals or animal products in it, so how's that included? Well, who makes honey? Well, beekeepers, right? (laughs) It's produced by the bees, so it is considered an animal product to most vegans. Okay, I see. Are there other kinds of um, vegetarians? Some are semi-vegetarian, so they eat poultry and fish, but no red meat. So that's a less restrictive diet. Mm -hmm. And some are mostly vegetarian, but rarely eat meat. So maybe they don't like meat or they don't like to eat it for the health reasons, or maybe they just can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And then there's a large group of vegetarians who don't eat meat, but eat fish. And they're called pescatarians or pesco-vegetarian. It seems like there are an infinite number of diets. (laughs) Yeah, it does. 
So in fact, maybe we should be talking about some of these more, like the diets that promote fasting or low carb. And then there's, I've heard of the South Beach diet, paleo <laughs> diet is popular. There's Atkins and macrobiotic. And then the keto diet's really popular too, right? I know. It's like every month there's a new popular diet. I think these are all important and I'm glad you're interested in them, but I think we're going to have to discuss them more in a future episode. Okay, so let's summarize some of the main points about kids who are vegetarians. Sure. First, we need to make sure that vegetarians have adequate protein intake. So in addition to dairy products such as milk, cheese, and eggs in moderation. Right, in moderation. Other non-meat complementary proteins include soy products such as tofu and tempeh, legumes, and grains. And then there's calcium, which is important for bone growth and preventing osteoporosis in later adulthood. Right. So vegetarians can get calcium from dairy products, but also from broccoli, leafy greens, and fortified orange juice and soy. And for the omega-3s? Dark greens, tofu, nuts, flaxseed. And to assure enough iron intake? Legumes, iron-fortified cereals, nuts, spinach, and dried fruit are great sources. And these would be ideally consumed with high vitamin C foods to increase absorption. That's correct. And separate from our calcium-containing foods or high-calcium meals. Yeah, that's a bit complicated. (laughs) um, Then for B12, it's probably best to take a complete multivitamin or supplement just to be sure that vegetarians get enough of this vitamin. Yep. And this can be kind of complicated for parents of vegetarians to keep track of and really to make sure their children are getting enough of these critical nutrients. So do you have any easier way to remember all these recommendations? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. And especially in teenagers, because how often do their parents really know what they're eating? So Mm -hmm. I think it can be tricky. Um, But first, vegetarians should have some food from four healthy food groups. Which are? Whole grains. Fruits, vegetables, and legumes. Okay, and what else? And if they get something from each of these food groups in a day, then they would just need to add vitamin B12. So take a complete multivitamin. Well, thanks, Dr. Lena. That simplifies things and is a nice summary. Thank you. There are guidelines to make sure these diets are healthy, like the MyPlate model from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, which we can post on our website, and guidelines from the American Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Great. So that sounds good. So let's get back to our phone call question, um, which was about being an adolescent or a child who's vegetarian and will they grow normally and will it have any effects on them in the future? Yeah. And I think we can confidently answer that. Yes. If we are doing all of these things, if we're getting all of the nutrition that we talked about and we're making sure that we don't just eat the carbohydrates, pasta, cheese, and Mm -hmm. we add in the grains, beans, fruits and vegetables. And legumes. And legumes. (laughs) Uh Then they'll actually grow the same or even better and be healthier. Yep. Well, um, talking about all this reminds me of a joke. (laughs) Yeah, I'm shocked. What is it? (laughs) Okay. Did you hear about the vegetarian who had a carrot sticking out of one ear, celery sticking out of the other, and a zucchini up his nose? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, so he goes to the doctor and he asks his doctor, he asks her, what's wrong with me? And what did the doctor say? She tells him, you're not eating right. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be eating those, but he's putting them in other places? He should be putting them in his mouth instead of, okay, like, in his I ear. Get it. I yep. get it. I okay. think I get okay. it. Okay, <laughs> so maybe that's not our strongest joke ever. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, we would like to thank um, uh, dietitian Stacy Collins from UC Davis Children's Hospital for reviewing today's topic, although Dr. Lena and I take responsibility for any errors or misinformation. This wraps up today's episode of Two Peds in a Pod. 
You can find more information about this subject on our Facebook page, 2TWO Peds in a Pod, all one word. Our website, blog.ucdmc.ucdavis.edu slash 2 Peds in a Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at 2, the underline symbol, Peds, P-E-D-S. Or on Instagram, 2 Peds in a Pod, no spaces. If you have feedback on this show or topics you'd like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would also love and appreciate if you could rate us on Apple iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. And you can call us at 916-915-3388. Or email us a question at 2, the number 2, pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. 2 Peds in a Pod is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital. So I'm curious to ask you, Dr. Dean, why you chose to be a vegetarian. Well, I was a vegetarian when I was a kid in high school because I decided I liked animals. And then I was vegetarian for a few years, and then I stopped for a while. (laughs) Yep. And then um, the reason I'm vegetarian now is we got a dog. And I started thinking about this dog who was really, really smart. Yeah. And I thought... This dog is like has so much personality. And then I yeah. just started generalizing, like, well, if the dog has so much personality, like I wouldn't want to eat the dog. <laughs> and then I thought, well, then maybe I, you know, maybe I shouldn't like eat like a cow or a fish. I just like just generalized from there. And then yeah. since then, I just don't want to, I just want to. Yeah, it just kind of turns you off to eat animals. Yeah. So now I'm just like vegetarian and I've learned that there's so much variety yeah. in terms of stuff to eat also. Plus, I mean, pizza and grilled cheese, french fries. I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> Don't recommend that for no, our kids no, out there. No, that's not, just as a special treat. Right. That's my personal. That's not from Dr. Dean. That's just a personal take. <laughs> personal story. But I think that's a good point. And a lot of people do it for that animal reason, in addition to the health effects and environmental impacts. So that's really great to know that your reason was to help save animals and just that you love animals. I do. <laughs>